Hey guys, um, so before we get into the conversation I have with the wonderful Danny Walsh, I just want to tell you about a little comedy night that is going to be happening on April 1st. Um, it's going to be at the White House Bar in Farringdon. It's called Red Cup Comedy. It's run by myself and Ben Morgan. It's going to have quite a few, it's going to have a few of the best, some of the best stand-up comedians on the UK circuit, and one TV headliner, so it's free entry, so yeah, no excuse, it starts at 8 o'clock at the White House Park, April 1st, get yourselves down there, and now, here is Danny Walsh. Good. Uh, question: Were you like ever into like the skip the uh, the ripped jeans phase? Um, <laughs> and that's a random question to ask, but well, I I kind of always had ripped jeans anyway. Okay. I was, like, I was a I was a real active kid. Oh, fair. Climbing trees and so, but not like the purposely brought. No, eventually, yeah, yeah, I was. Um, but not as much like my. I remember the term grunger. Yeah. My group of friends used that term, and so the grungers, as we saw them, they would have like massive rips. So like, the, like the entire knee section of the jeans would be missing, and, yeah, or like just hanging down. Yeah, and they would often do it themselves and give it a frayed look, so that it looked like it had been done over time. Yeah, like I knew girls that did it on purpose and put effort into the rips in their jeans. Because I was wearing, when I was wearing view, I just saw what could it, what must be like a 16, 17 year old with ripped jeans and I was like oh my god is that coming back <laughs> maybe they've just been in an accident maybe <laughs> you're just judging them and they've just you forgot you forgot to notice the cuts and bruises all over yeah that's probably true how have you been though Danny you alright I've been I've been well I've been had a had a baby in the summer yes so I've been trying to learn how to juggle so far unsuccessfully um, <laughs> doing that with you know, working a day and being there for my kids and not missing out and also being able to write and gig. And, yeah. But what that has forced me to do is look into other avenues for writing. So yeah. But I've had a lot of uh, news from articles. Yeah. Well, but I think seven or eight news from articles. Um, so I'm starting to look All at other... bloody good, by the way. Thank so. you. Thank you very much. Um, the recent one, I'm... I, I think there's a conspiracy going on because I think the Facebook algorithms were against me Sim- okay. simply because the headline mentions Boris Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Or or it was rubbish mm. in other people's eyes. But I'm too stubborn to say, so I think it's a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> you probably wouldn't be wrong because there's obviously like, well, you know, in the Comedy Collective, there's trigger, well, there's trigger words, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. So when you met, when you say bring it, the sentence like bring us a wrong or whatever, it'll it, shut down the chat. Won't it'll it? shut down the chat exactly. So there must be, well, obviously Facebook does have things like that which will mute certain. Because he was having a bad week, and that was the whole point of the article. Yeah. It was, he was basically he was having such a bad week that he was praying Megan said or did something soon. Yeah. And um, I tried it. It was a good, uh, quite. I think it was a well written article. Yeah. Well, well written enough for Newsom to want to put it up. Yeah. Um, but I swear, in comparison to the others, like the others, like within 15 minutes, have got like a couple hundred likes, and even my first lot yeah within like an hour or so it's up to like 
400 I was like, oh my god, that's doing really well. But this one, on Facebook only, peaked at like 28 likes, something like that. And he was saying on Twitter that it was um, it was performing on average. And he, like, the guy was like... The guy who runs this stuff. I think it is probably to do with the algorithms. We've hit yeah. the algorithm wrong today with this one. Mm. He even took it down and reposted it to see yeah. if it made a difference. But, yeah, I'm proud of all of them. But they helped me realise that I can write for more than just stand-up. Because I hit a bit of a writer's block for stand-up. Um, and got into a real rut of just doing the same two or three sets over and over again. They'd, they'd been done so so much that there wasn't really anywhere for them to go anymore. And that, that has an effect on how you see them and then has an effect on how you perform them. So it was just, I started to really dip and write new song articles and have them go up is give me a different outlet. So I'm starting to look into other things like sketches. Mm-hmm. Been writing a few sketches. Send. I've got a, a comedian friend I've been sending them to. He sends me some, and we're going to start working on a script soon as well. That's so sick. so it is. Is um. It's good because I feel better about comedy again. Mm. But that has a lot to do with personal. Yeah. You know, personal stuff. Yeah. That's that's like baby. Obviously. Be, yeah, baby and that. Well, obviously, like because yeah. that's. That is probably a little bit more important than that's a little bit more important than comedy, isn't it? <laughs> well, my kids can't hear so I don't know <laughs> they're they're important in different ways, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, my kids are important. They um in the se- in the same in a similar way to the articles and writing for stand up, having kids gave me a whole new perspective. It's very cliche, but I was like a proper like reckless young man. Um, and then that has all stopped, stopped since having kids. And it's, yeah. it, at first, it was something that kind of had to stop. And there was a lot of bitterness around it. And now I realise that I've been. I think I've benefited from that because you, know, you get a lot of your friends still doing the same stuff that you were doing ten years ago. And then stop mate, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, you kind of get. There's, there is that little part of me that because that reckless side of me is not gone. Yeah. It's just I've learned how to keep it dormant and every now and again let your hair down and yeah. have, have a laugh and I'm happy with it being from time to time now. Whereas yeah. when I first took on a, a stepchild and then eventually when we had had my own ch- children as well, there was still that, oh, I wish I could go out every week. But now I'm like, I go out every week a few times a week and it's for creativity. Yeah. And I'm... I'm I don't think I would have, not this early, I wouldn't have found my way into stand-up mm. if I'd have still been part of that group mentality. Yeah. It's quite a codependent thing to be part of like a, well, there'd be like 15, 20 of us hanging around every day. Well, and every move you made, yeah. it mattered what the group would think, you know, everything you said, oh, oh would a group make fun of me for that? And you, it was only when I got kicked out that I realised that, I want to think for myself. How did you get kicked out? I was um I was selling drugs for someone. Okay. And when I look back at it now, that was. Are you okay? Talk about this, alright? Yeah, man. Yeah, sure. yeah. Right. Um, that was the best way for um for it all to stop. Yeah. I, I wasn't. That was the point. Was I I couldn't make it stop. I couldn't say no to these people, and my mum had to make the decision. So. Uh, 
yeah, ended up again. That was another critical turning point in me being separated from the group for a while and start to think for myself and yeah. do things that I didn't. It didn't really matter. Like if I'd have said to a few of my friends, I'm going to try stand up. I feel I felt I felt like they would be like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? But actually, on my first gig, quite a few of them came. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. So it was quite. It's kind quite of surprising. Shocked. Like I was kind of, I was kind of the same. I kept it a massive. I kept a, a massive secret to everyone else. Everyone else in my family until yeah. about gig number twelve, when I was like, okay, I'm happy with this now. Yeah. Can I? Do you guys want to come see? Do you guys want to come see me? And they were they were supportive. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite surprising. But I feel like if at a certain point, at a certain age, the the group's fear of you know being embarrassed or doing something embarrassing, even if the group never expressed it, any member of the group kind of expressed it, I'd still think on behalf of the group mm. and not have made that decision for myself. No. But, um, but I'm glad I did. Um, and they all very supportive now. Like they, they they come across some clips and they'll they'll message me say they've seen it and they enjoy it. That's like, good. People have started more and more to come out to gigs and especially what when you run a gig. Yeah. People are found more likely to come to that than come and travel with me to West Ham or, or to Hoxton or some far out place as springer. So yeah. How about you? How about, how's how's your stuff going? How's my stuff going? My stuff's going alright and it's going alright at the moment. Um I, I haven't actually officially announced it yet. Fuck it, I'm gonna do it here. Oh nice. Um, I've yeah, I've just been given the okay to start up my own semi-pro night. Oh, nice! So, Very nice. Yeah, that's um, that's in when the you said you've been given the okay, I thought it was going to be sexual health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's all good as well. Okay, that's good, fine as well. Good. Yeah, I was going to ask. You so can't, you can't really have a sexual health problem when you're not having any sexual when you're not so, having not sex. So, like semi-pro sexual health problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fucking brilliant. That's brilliant news, man. Uh, really brilliant. It's great, but I am fully aware of. It's not just me. It's, it's me and a uh, comic called Ben Morgan, who's who's probably running a living. I think I know Ben. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm really excited about it. It's gonna be monthly, but I'm brilliant. fully aware of what's gonna come with it. The good and the bad. The good yeah, and gonna, the bad. I mean, I saw. A friend of mine, Jake Pickford, put a post the other day, and he said, um, "106 emails for 15 spots." Yeah. And that that kind of stuff is hard to deal with. Yeah. Because that's a lot of load. Um, I'm not just talking about that because I think because there's two of us doing it, Ooh, is that's going to be easy to manage. I know Jake yeah. does that on his own. I'm yeah. talking more about the the fake fr- the people trying to be friend the people trying to be friendly with you just to get on the gig and that well when I started having last class recently back up even in a very small monthly form it's funny there were people I'd not heard from for a long time that I suddenly heard from again. yeah it's, it's strange and you go hey yeah oh my god yeah oh do you know what? I get it I get it I get it from this as well because um, yeah, I'll yeah. be in the smoking area and then there'll be some open mic comics just happens to say oh it's really difficult to get on podcasts these days <laughs> so I'm like, looking in my direction but like 
To be fair, you did it the right way though. You actually messaged me directly, and like that's like that's what I kind of wanted. It's like, but when I, see, I don't I don't listen to many yeah. podcasts, but when I listen, I I can hear people chatting, and then I go, oh, I want to go and chat with those guys. Yeah. So I I go right if you'll have me, and that's always there's always that tagline is if you'll have me, yeah. I'd love to do it. And if that's now, great, let's sort out now. If you're not ready to have me yet, well, I've, I've let you know my interest. And when you think I'm ready, I'll uh, Mark, give me a shout. Who the fuck doesn't think you're ready? You've been, oh, doing, this for, you've been doing this for a minute, man. You're definitely ready. I'm, I, I, I'm convinced there's loads of people. Really? Because, because you see, like, like, especially last year, there's a lot of people who I gigged with last year who, based on certain gigs that they saw me at would think I'm not ready because last year I had a real last year I ended up getting a bipolar diagnosis but that came congratulations out. thank you it's uh, it's more important than any comedy award. yeah comedy award um, yeah. but I actually believe that it's, it's been a transformative like six seven months or so uh because this thing that was always oh I think you've got this down you should look into this down became uh, a professional saying well this is what it is you know? yeah so it changed and I was kind of I didn't realise that was kind of running from bipolar for a long yeah. time but um, the what that came out of was a mental health crisis and so I didn't cancel gigs that I should have um and that meant that I had a period of just turning up at gigs and just just terribly bombing. I had a 10 minute spot that I did, I think, four and a half minutes of because I was just rushing through everything. I, the look on my face, I knew was fear. Yeah. I knew that the audience was looking at fear and that would just then grow. If I had a five minute set, I, I would just about get through it, but I'd still rush off stage, head down, can I get out of it? Mm. Do you mind if I go? Uh, I've got kids and I've got a baby and you know, yeah. that, that does help you get gone early sometimes but then you're adding guilt to the situation because I've left the other stand-up. I, I love watching as much yeah. as I love performing yeah. and that's why I love I love when I get to host a gig that has newbies for it. Like when I host TNT, you always get a handful of newbies. Uh, not another comedy night last week, there were a lot of newbies. And I love watching new people because it makes me remember that when I got into this, I wasn't like bored of booking gigs. I, wasn't booked, I, I wanted to do this and that stuff has to come with it. So this at this point now, I'm doing all right. At most of my gigs, again, uh, I'm going on stage with a good head. Good. My problems are not coming on stage with me, which I've apart from the ones you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it. but that's but that's with my control. Yeah. I'm controlling that situation. I know what I want to say about it, and I leave it. I remember now to leave it loose enough that if you drop a word that you're meant to say, it doesn't knock you off. No. Because I went back into sort of that early stage of scripting my gigs yeah. trying to script everything say it exactly right and you can't get anywhere like that I was so wound up that I was just tight I mean I do so I do obviously I do have a script for my, for my set mm. but again like you say it's important to not 
knock yourself down too much yeah. if you yeah. miss out a word or if you add a word and it doesn't quite flow as well as you wanted to but then that's why you record yourself and you yeah. actually go back and you analyze your and you analyze your set i've got to say you actually gave because you saw my first ever mc set uh healing healing comedy yes. yeah and yeah. i think you gave me some of the i think you gave me some of the best advice which is like to just in drink and enjoy it yeah <laughs> see i've I, I would change that now i'll take the drink out of yeah it. i would because yeah. i've come through again that, that was something i go in and out of and it all depends on mood yeah but, I I really don't like going on stage even with like a drink now even really? a single drink. Okay. But I I do I would drink shandy. And right. it kind of you can trick yourself into thinking I'm having a Dutch courage drink before yeah. and that's all this is. But I would say definitely the last part have fun part is yeah. it's so important. And also the second advice remember you gave me was like to level out the room if an actor's done well because this, this is I think almost verbatim what you said to me right if an actor's done well it's very important to not let that energy carry on to the next act with yeah. the audience because completely yeah. smashed yeah they're yeah. completely yeah. smashed you've yeah. got to level out the room you've got to kind of die on your sword kind of thing and that is so important and I wish more MC, people who MC actually listen to that advice but because yeah. a lot of them are acts and they want the attention. I wish I listened to that as well. Because sometimes I go I go so loose. Yeah. I think, oh, this uh, my MC persona is real loose. So like, however it goes, you know, I want to try and be in the moment. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm so loose that I haven't got a backup for if that looseness doesn't go anywhere and doesn't make it a good enough uh, point to bring someone on. Mm. You, you, there is that importance of, well, I can't bring them to zero energy. Yeah. Um, but then remembering that people love when you put yourself down. If you try something and it flops, when you're the MC, you can go, well, on all that energy there, and people laugh at you. Oh, I just killed the room. Yeah, Suits exactly. The room. I've done that so many times. You go, yeah. right, to the rest of the acts in the bill, I'm sorry, but the energy is gone. There's, yeah. there's no bringing it back. And then people will laugh with you and they'll take it. But again, that's something I've noticed that's coming into my stand-up more, is being able to deal with the, oh, that didn't work. And even the ones that usually work. Because the urge is there to go, well, that works everywhere else. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and I've done it. I do it all the time. And sometimes it is the, if, if you're in that right persona, if you're in that right mode, sometimes that's the right thing to say. Yeah. But if it suits you. But if it don't suit you, if when, say like me, I might come across as a bit arrogant when I say that. So people might not go for it. But someone else who is openly say say it could be me playing low status then yeah. I was playing low status instead of high status that might work better because I'm not trying to be higher than anyone in the room I know I'm below everyone but I'm still going oh that works somewhere else yeah um, just learning to play with it learning what works for you there's so much to, to bloody you know I forget all the time I have terrible terrible gigs because I'm just too I'm thinking about what the audience is thinking and I'm not I'm not just concentrating on enjoying it performing 
and remembering what I've found up until that point. It's like sometimes you ever get so stuck in your head that you go yeah. on stage and you forgot every way that you've ever performed yeah. the same material. Yeah. And it's just gone and you go, fuck, how do I do this bit? Yeah. Yeah. Strange. It is, Strange. It's a really weird game that we're playing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really weird, stressful, yet lovely and warm and fun game that we're playing. And the, I think it's because the high, the, the highs are high, but the low, the low, I mean, no, let's, let's rephrase it. The lows are low, but the highs are fucking high. Yeah. And that's what we do it, that's what we do it for. Well, uh, I, I've, I've, I got bipolar. Yeah. So it's like I found a hobby that matches my mental health conditions. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? <laughs> they're, they're so, so similar. It's like when you're, you, you've got a best friend who, it's just like your new partner. It's yeah. like, oh, we, we can all get along because we're all the same people. And that's me stand up bipolar. And I think that goes for everybody else because it's from from people that have depression to people that we've met that have autism, people yeah. with cerebral palsy who, who 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 can't even walk unaided properly. You know, there's there's so many different people with that thing that's in front of them that's been in front of them their whole life and it's lovely to see how many people use this this weird little hobby and art form and just you know writing process to get through that and, yeah. and everybody it all comes out in different ways and there's so many forms of stand-up that it's so lovely to see it expressed in like a, in a, to use the term a spectrum of ways you get yeah. so many different expressions of pain expressions of love ex- expressions of excitement you know ambition all these things come out and stand up and I don't think there's anything quite like it no. people so- react to it differently to the way they react to other art forms and it doesn't quite you know it doesn't have like the backing that like music has I think that you can, people think they can make a lot more money off of music and all that stand up kind of gets forgotten yeah. you know funding wise by the government yeah. and arts and things like that but I think it's, I think it's, that's because stand up is still very much in its DIY phase yeah yeah, and I think yeah. that I don't because oh, it doesn't go back as far as like musicians. Yeah, well, 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 I, don't know. I don't know because we had like we had court jesters, did we not? That is true. That is true. But also, you can't really want you can't really, the government can't really quantify it in a yeah. way, and yeah. I'm so happy for that. Yeah, yeah, like, because I they can't have their fingers in yeah, it exactly. at the same I mean, time. Would you want every stand-up show to be like Live the Apollo. No. No, because do you know what? There is... And this is what I, I was thinking about something recently. I was thinking, right, I'm heading towards, you know, in September, I've been doing this for five years. Right, there, have, there have been a lot of gaps. Yeah. Um, but what do I want to start to change from now? And what one of the big things is I, I think I need to change my mentality as seeing myself as someone who would always be on the open mic circuit and start to think, well, maybe I could do this professionally. In fact, I think I could do this professionally or semi-professionally, but on top of extra writing, other, yeah. other types of writing, other avenues of writing. 
and uh, I think the mind frame does matter because but there's there is a beauty to the open mic so I think you can see sometimes you can go out on a Tuesday and your day has just been the worst day but you know like if you see John Sharp like some pops of plants and a, a, a bear hanging out of his jacket it I, that makes my day yeah uh, uh, for me that's some seeing something quirky and wacky on when you go out is it makes it all worth it for me yeah and and sometimes you lose that when you move on because it's got to be glamorized it's, you know if it's being filmed for tv it's going to be glamorized there's going to be a set a team of people between what we do when we just go out and perform to someone who's sitting right there yeah there's a team of people between to try and glamorize it and make it almost a almost gentrification of yeah of that art form and it changes it mm. because you have to be aware of all these things makeup and all that you know would you do makeup to go out on no. stage I'd, I'd, you know, I'd probably say I wouldn't do makeup even if I was doing even if I was doing TV that's what I like to say at the moment but. well they make you they make you like um, I did beat the internet with John Robbins game shows type yeah. of thing you still had to go through an audition process and stuff yeah. but just before we all got taken out to the studio we all got called into the makeup room and all had our makeup done for the screens because it's a process that they won't go without doing because they know that the makeup makes a big difference for the camera but that's really fucked up man. it is you've got no so choice fucked really. up. yeah that is so messed up 10 15 minutes worth of that makeup you know that's not a small amount there's a fair amount um and you can you're aware of it and then they've got to keep coming and touching it up for like the the host and stuff like that so yeah it it um, that's why i'm saying there's it's in between yeah because i had no choice so if we were to take stand-up shows from pubs to stages to eventually tv on stage on tv that stuff would have to be taken into account but i think I, I put this is my opinion but i think tv as it is right now is a dying medium people are more into the online people are more into the online stuff and i think if we can continue with that i think maybe hopefully the right people get involved in it yeah we can do away with the with having to put having to make yourself look beautiful blah, blah, blah. well i don't know because even even when like you can see a change if you look at any successful youtube channel yeah I reckon if you look at them now and then swipe all the way back to their very earliest videos, you'll see a change in how they're presenting themselves. Yeah. And that that would have been from the point where where they might have got attention and then got teams involved who, you know, PR and all stuff like that. And then they would have been convinced to let's change your image a little bit. Let's let's change your appearance. And so I reckon you would still see it even for like YouTubers and online content i think it'll change as time goes on but that's like in always sunny when they get to series seven spoilers it's on series 14 now so if you haven't seen it yeah and yeah it's on netflix so catch the fuck up guys Um, he 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 was conscious of this thing in sitcoms where all these people even if they were playing just regular joes no uh, rob mcelaney um even if people were playing like just regular joes in the sitcom 
as time went on, they all get more and more glamorous. He got fat. So he got fat. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he went for it. Yeah. But it's it's funny to hear him say in interviews now where he goes, he was happy then, and now when he's in shape, he's miserable. So because he can eat and drink whatever he wants when he's going, well, I'm getting fat. So he could just eat whatever he wanted. And now he's got so much work to, to keep in that shape. Yeah. That he's, it's not, he'd rather be fat. Yeah. So it does the same. Like, I like my dad bird and I'm keeping it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that is, I'm sorry to harp on about that, but that is really scary that you don't actually have a choice. That's like some shit you'd hear from a dysto- in a dystopian in a dystopian novel or a dystopian. Well, obviously dystopian you'd have a choice, but I think it would come down to they'd have enough statistics to show you yeah. how much of a difference it makes. So they would just make the decision. Like they've obviously got a choice, I'd say, but they would make the decision based on information. I'd still like I even though I'm far from that the position I've been asked to do that I'd still hope to say no yeah but I still hope to say no but what made you want to start Happy Lovecraft not again I mean the first time the first time um I was already doing uh, a fortnightly one called Divine Comedy Divine Comedy oh Divine Comedy yeah because that's the then you then you merge the group to get the Facebook group Divine Lovecraft yeah so is yeah. Divine Comedy at South Kent or is that not no, South Kent? No, um, it was in, uh, it was near Wood Lane, okay. White City and sort of Lavent Grove sort of area at a place called the, uh, in fact I don't even want to give them a shower. So oh fuck it. It was just at a pub. Yeah. Um, and it was alright when it was alright but we had a really good room, room to ourselves, separate so we were not affected by any noise from the pub it just felt like we had our own little room you could do the room in several different ways and it would work it was lovely but just no support from the pub Uh, but they always said every time i said look for next time can you do the sandwich boards you know when it's tuesday or monday put comedy club this thursday just do that it's only every two weeks just do that for me they never did that turned up to a gig once and the the manager that was in charge had no idea that the pub even did comedy how does the how does that happen he he was like a caretaker manager for like a couple of days but still you'd think that oh yeah we do comedy every two weeks here um what else oh once i found out on facebook because it happened to be someone that I know that they booked uh, <laughs> they booked a wake in our comedy room. Oh shit! And never told me. So shit. if I had just turned up for comedy and not seen that, I would have turned up with my speaker, my mic stand, and walked in on a fucking wake. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm here for the comedy. Well, we're here because my our dad died. What's oh. up? <laughs> you can't do that. So luckily, I found out on Facebook. So eventually, I just I, I knitted that one in. And Good. Um, I'd already started in Queensway at, at, at Happy Laugh Bar, and that was a lovely room. They had like uh, really nice sort of saloon kind of doors, but they they closed to cover the windows. So you really again, we're, and we were upstairs, so we were really enclosed in this room, and it felt like a real safe room to try things out. And yeah, 
yeah, it was good. But now we're in Paddington. We went through South Ken for a long time. Where we did Saturday afternoons, then we did Wednesdays. And we broke in in August because of the baby. Yeah. And I just got the urge to bring it back. It was a couple of days where I changed my mind. I was going to delete the group, but there's no need for it now. And then like two days later, I made the announcement that we were going to do monthly. So nice. We started on Thursday, just the other day. Well done. Went nicely. We had a bit of a, we had a drunk lady who quit her job that day. And she was drunk like hours before the gig. So by the time the gig started, she was smashed. And she, every, like, every time I turned around, she had a champagne with like raspberries in it. Oh. Every time I turned around, it was full. I was like, <laughs> this lady's a sorceress, man. <laughs> But, uh, you know, like, she smashed a glass, she kept, she, like, she was, like, friendly heckling. Yeah. Friendly drunk heckling. And she she actually thought she was doing the night a favor. service. Like, yeah. she was part of the night, she felt like. Because when I was talking to her at the end, she was trying to tell me off for the fact that she ended up getting shouted at by someone. Um, it wasn't a bit hard. Again, I don't want to ah, say. Enough, I don't yeah, want to say. They did the right thing. I was very, I gave her a lot of leeway because she was the niece of the manager. Yeah, okay. And it was our first one back. Didn't want to have any kind of, I don't want to kick anyone out this time. Yeah. Let's just get through it. But she'd, she'd annoyed a couple of comics and they were all comics. Everybody, nobody was new. Everybody yeah. was really experienced. So I was kind of like, they can deal with it. Yeah. And if they really are in trouble, I will, like she messed up someone's punchline, but they were literally about to come off stage. So what was I gonna yeah. go? Oh wait, 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 wait! And yeah. just drag that out. So they were dealing with it, but then when I went on stage and I was in the middle of going, look, we're at the point now where you're either gonna stop talking or you're not. And if you're not, you gotta go. Yeah. But before I got to, she'd been told to fuck off. Yeah. Good. And then she left it <laughs> upset with us. Ah. And we're you're so rude. I was like, okay, you're very unaware, but thank you for leaving now. They don't understand. They don't understand that even though this is sort of a hobby, you get in, but it is still a semi-well-oiled machine. Yeah. And if you take a cog out of the machine, it derails. It can take a lot to yeah. rebuild the machine back up. But she had excellent timing in <laughs> in the fact that she had terrible timing. Yeah. She kept talking just at a punchline or just before a punchline so it was just knocked off do you know what i mean yeah and um so she sort of do you reckon she sort of knew what she was doing no okay it was by accident but she just kept saying even when i was at the back i sat next to her so that i could keep telling her to be quiet yeah but she also kept making me laugh which kind of took the edge off of me going listen you're gonna have to leave if you if you don't stop she'd then say something back that I'd giggle at <laughs> and so she'd be like friends we're friends and I was like no we're not friends you've got to be quiet do, do you know what's kind of funny um, I was a bringer for I was a bringer at Happy Lovecraft like back in South Ken. yeah and the la- I think it was one of the last nights that you were, one of the last few nights you were doing it and that exact same situation happened with another drunk with another drunk lady was it me what was it me you were MC yeah you were hosting oh, yeah shit. who did oh who I don't remember you had one of your pre- it was your pre- it was your either your birthday or your friend's birthday oh yeah we were downstairs I think my yeah. friend Drew's birthday your friend Drew's yeah. birthday yeah 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 and they were not st- and um I remember. Yes, you were I not do stop. remember. Yeah. 
I had a few. Where, um, <laughs> I remember downstairs we had a few. We had these guys that came in 20 minutes into the show and really made a big deal out of settling in. Right. Like they were, they sat down. It was like, you know, like if you walk into the cinema and the film started and you're walking in front of people, you expect people to just go, right, right quick, let's just sit down and we'll... Yeah. we'll We'll sort comfort out in a minute. Yeah. Let's just sit down for now because we've walked in already. These lot didn't give a fuck. They came in. Yeah. They were taking uh, heavy, loud jackets off, like you know, like crinkly jackets. Yeah. And they were just like, hey, should we sit here or back here? I was like, oh. <laughs> I was just glad that I was on stage when they walked in. So what, I just, was you MCing? Yeah, I was MCing. Good, that's that's so fine. I just that's dragged fine. it out. No, actually, I wasn't MCing, but it was my gig. Yeah. So I kind of like looked at Darren to go, I'm going to need extra time. I'm, I'm going to take yeah. extra time that these lot are. You know Taking what I mean? the piss, so yeah. Darren was like, yeah, obviously, let's just uh, let it carry on. You know, I, I, I won't flash you or anything. Yeah. You, you get through these guys sitting down. And, um, and I think that's what I did in the end was just I compared the situation to being at the cinema. Yeah. I was like, oh, I bet you lot are fucking great at the cinema. <laughs> That got the crowd back on side and they shut up. Good. Sometimes if you do it in the right way, and this is what I find, when I go to Teachery, say like if the crowd's talking, if I go to Teachery, I lose them. Yeah. So it's not, again, it's knowing that I shouldn't take that high authority, high status path. I should, I get a better reaction when I admit that, right, you're upstaging me, mate, you yeah. know, that avenue. And it's fun to play and learn and, you know, chimps play into adulthood. Yeah. For communication purposes. And I feel like that's what stand-ups do, mm. actors, anyone, you know, kind of carrying on that curiosity that you get as a kid. You, you find, where would this go? Oh, that's a funny idea. Would it, make my, would it make my friends laugh? Let's see. You know, I'm going to write it down and then I'm going to see what thought comes out of dwelling on that thought and then yeah. what comes on dwelling on those thoughts and what comes when I actually take it on stage and no one laughs and I've got to find something funny to say to make them laugh yeah it's brilliant it's brilliant it's like it's it's a bit like a verbal and mental where's Wally because yeah. you're trying to because the laugh is the laugh is there when you go on stage with an idea and, yeah and you've not really thought of where it goes yeah yeah because you are looking around going nope there's there's the wizard that's not yeah. funny oh, there's the dog that's no, snowy that's, yeah that's just a snowman in a stripy hat no that's not him and you, sometimes it could be a couple of weeks if you're not gig, if you're not booked properly it could be a couple of weeks between when you first try that and when you second try it so you've then got two weeks of obsessing about this yeah and the day before the next gig it could come to you yeah or it could come to you the day after or on the way home from that gig yeah Either way, if you do you find this, do you ever do this one? Ah, oh, that idea is so good. I don't even need to bother finding my notebook right now. I'll definitely remember this idea. I used to do that. They never, never come, do never, they? No, they never, never come happens. back. Yeah. Luckily, notes on my phone. I'm just always yeah. there. Voice notes sometimes. I just go. Yeah. Quick voice note. What? If, what if a dog ate ice cream but <laughs> like a human? Okay. Put that. Just do this bit, and then you listen to that note days later, and you go. What, what was I thinking? Thinking about. <laughs> 
Well, we already know dogs love ice cream. But then you got, but then you're gonna say, so, so guys, what's the new? Dogs yeah. love an ice cream, yeah. huh? And yeah. then big laugh. Yeah, loves it. I've so, got this. Um, I've got this idea for a sitcom, and I think it's like I've I've realised that it's just it's just an analogy for being a comedian because it's about a, a stand-up comedian who is haunted by the, the their parent. Who was a way better, way more successful, way more adored stand-up comedian? So they're just starting out, but their their mum was like so a superstar. So the mum's dead, right? Mum's dead, yeah. And but she haunts him. Okay. But then sort of becomes like his agent, so helps him becomes yeah. his, like his tutor. So and I just think that's in a way all, that all of us are haunted by our parents in some way do you notice that do you yeah. that from people on stage yeah yeah definitely like for better or for, for better and for yeah. better and for worse yeah. yeah because you see you see people who've had too positive a relationship with their yeah and definitely definitely people who've had a negative, negative relationship, relationship yeah. yeah yeah mine's mine with my parents has been pretty has been pretty positive but like they it's You've had, to, as, and I say this to my mum and my dad all the time, so I'm not bitching or anything. Like, growing up in my house, you had, if you didn't develop a hard skin, mm. you wouldn't, you don't survive, you don't survive. Yeah. yeah. See, I was quite protected. There were people who did a lot in the name of, like, sheltering me for a long time. So my, my experiences of developing a tough skin came over time came from my teens and I think when I when my mental health first started to affect me because I had to learn that sometimes I was a lot more sensitive than the rest of my yeah. group and it was dangerous to be around them so I'd like learn to stay in yeah and I felt that way and it's weird when you develop these sort of defense mechanisms uh, when you realize how early you started doing it yeah and how early they started to log in your brain is yeah do that when you feel that way do act this way when you feel that way and you know uh, yeah yeah it's true um, it so affects performance it does it definitely affects performance it yeah. does because you can either go into like confident or to or too low st- or too yeah. or too low status yeah. if that makes sense yeah definitely when you put yourself below other comics like there are people who might be doing better than you if you end up at a gig with them I know I do this yeah. where I go oh they don't think I can smash it so I shouldn't really go out and smash it it's like this weird thing and then so I'm in my head so much thinking oh they don't think I can smash it that I'm not going to smash it. And so yeah. whenever I see that act, suddenly, and this is, goes back to what I was saying earlier, whenever yeah. you see that act, you're gonna have a bad gig. Yeah. And then that act suddenly thinks that you're crap. Mm. Or you have convinced yourself that that act thinks you're crap. Because actually every act knows, like even the ones who are doing very, very well at the moment, they've got terrible gigs. They're yeah. dying their ass. Yeah. They just might not post about it, so we don't know because we weren't there. Exactly. So we need to. I. I. I that's something I've had to. It's, it takes a lot of work to not go, get to a gig and have that in my head. 
See, I've so done my whole journeys trying to get that yeah. sorted. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've done something similar to. I did, I used to do something. Well, used to. I occasionally still do something similar to that, and that I'll see an act who is doing well. Yeah. Uh, or has, or potentially is a promoter or whatever. Yeah. And in my head, I used to perform to them. And yes. not the audience. Yes. That's the most dangerous yes. thing you can do because it means you're not in the room and you have an ulterior motive. I mean, I still very occasionally do it. I'm not a fucking saint, don't get me wrong. But it's one of those things that I'm quickly getting the hab- getting out of the habit of because. Yeah. It's a very important one. Yeah. I think it is. It's similar to competition gigs. Oh, yeah. When there's. I've been focused. I've walked on stage thinking about how much the prize would help me. Yeah. In the fact that I have kids and I can't be out every night of the week, that prize would actually help me loads. Yeah. Yeah, it could be like representation, definitely, or it could yeah. be like, uh, uh, we will send you to this arts festival. It's like, you will send me and pay for me, that'd be great. Because we're four kids, we four kids now. It's, uh, it's so hard to get to Edinburgh Festival for me, yeah. for example. So, those prizes would be what I'd be focused on and I'd be like I need to win I need to win I need to win yeah. I need to win and then I'm not doing the one thing we were saying is going on and going do you know what I think I'm alright at stand up I'm going to yeah. enjoy my set Yeah. it's not what I'm doing I've got the prize on my head so it's yeah. like I look nervous and when the first thing doesn't go right that's it I'm, I'm babbling about that I'm telling people ah oh, that joke fucked up didn't mm. it and then suddenly you've wasted three minutes on one joke and mm. it's just not the right mind frame on, uh, to go to go on stage with well, and once you take once you're able to take those things out and go I don't care who's here mm. I'm going to have a good time <laughs> you're, you're much more likely to walk off stage going fuck yeah yeah what I found with competitions, though, this is going to sound like me bitching. But they're worth it. They're they worth are, trying out they, for. They are, and they, and they, they, they can are. do well for people yeah. that do well in them. Uh, it's not about the competitions themselves. It's... You're talking about things going uh, things going wrong before... Well, things going wrong whilst you're on stage. I think a lot of the time in competitions, things go wrong before any first any yeah. act on yeah. stage because yeah. what they tend to do is they get people to MC who have won or maybe come one or up in a competition beforehand. They're not always actual and they're not always yeah. actual MCs. Yeah. And then that causes an issue because they're not used to MCing, they're used to being an act, they're not used to they're not used to, they're used to just being an act. That makes a huge difference to the energy levels are in the room. I've seen in competition gigs where the MC is even too good. Yeah. Too good an act. Yeah. Um, and it makes a difference. Energy gets built up, and there is loads of energy. Yeah. But it's like as soon as like the act steps foot on stage, the crowd goes, "Wait, what we're we doing it?" Yeah. And the the act has to spend a minute, a minute and a half just getting back to where that energy was. Yeah. And it's, it, it wasn't anybody's fault. Yeah. This was the, the weird thing that I couldn't quite get my mind around was that the MC did everything they could. The crowd yeah. was warm. The yeah. crowd was ready. They were up for it. MC steps off stage, act steps on, and the crowd suddenly is cold. And I've, that only really happens at competition gigs. Yeah. Because 
especially the ones where the audience have a bit of responsibility because I guess what is happening Everyone is they go da, 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 da. oh shit we're meant to be judging yeah and so that first minute but it it then also shows how quickly an act can win over an audience that has reset so I guess yeah. it does show a really good you know it's a good it's a good test testing strip sort of yeah. thing yeah and I also quite like it I also quite like competitions because it reminds you that despite everyone maybe loving you in the open mic circuit not everyone's going to like you outside yeah. of that yeah yeah it's, it, it gives you a taste of what what the industry stands for exactly uh, compared to just what people's tastes are yeah it's, it's so weird like I've I get a lot of good feedback from comics, but when it comes to the, the next stage, promoters don't seem to want to book me, and I need to work out what it is. But again, it comes down to making sure I record stuff. I yeah. I'm not. I'm not good enough on doing that stuff. I'm not. I'm. I'm not consistent enough on on videoing and getting good video. Yeah. So I send off things where they can't even see what I look like and stuff like that really? well you can't send those off so no. you end up not being able to apply it well you send off a really old video that doesn't really represent what you can do now yeah so I was still there was a time where like early last year I was still sending a video from a long time ago really? just because it looked the best out of the ones I had but I had one that was really grainy and fucked up but you couldn't quite hear it properly but it was you could hear that there was laugh yeah but there was a lot of laughs happening but yeah I just need to get better at that stuff yeah so again this is another outlet that you have to go right I need to be good at I need to make sure I'm doing this stuff as well so not just writing yeah and getting on stage making sure you can listen or look back on your sets making sure they're good enough that a promoter will get oh this looks right I'll give this a chance and watch at least two minutes of it and maybe the whole five ten minutes whatever it is mm. That's what you want to do, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's having time and money to get apps. And That's it. Stuff. Exactly. Getting the subtitles on your videos now makes yeah. a big difference. Exactly. Yeah. So, I have to, again, thank you for setting up the, I might have to talk about the Facebook group or... The mental health space. Yeah, yeah just uh, yeah. don't we won't mention anybody that's in. Of course not. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course yeah, not. Yeah, of course we can talk about yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course I wouldn't mention anyone that's in it. I mean, I'm obviously in it, so I know about the yeah. group. But I think it's one group. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what mental? What I mean, comedians have mental health problems. What is what? What is this? Bipolar, a bit of paranoia sticking in. Ah, yeah. What, uh, what, what group? I don't know what group you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we've been breached. We've been breached. <laughs> uh, so it's just it's something that's like a big. It was something that was always a big elephant in the room, right? But no, or, or no, a big balloon. But an no open, one was open willing secret to. Secret anyway. Yeah, an open yeah. secret. Um, but no, if you if we're gonna use an um, analogy of a balloon, no one was willing to pop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you did. What was it? So I don't want to say what was it that made you want to do it, but the response has been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we've got um, I think at the moment around 150 members in that group. So it's it's called it's the mental health space for comedians and it came from that same period that I was talking about last yeah. year um, from around April 
really till about August, um, maybe September. Yeah. Because then the baby came in August, so anywhere any kind of momentum I'd gained on the mental health front became strained again. Yeah. It was a brand new baby in the house. Yeah. But it was I'd been through my own mental health crisis. I'd um, got up off the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I seeked help, which was a big difference between, say, what what my dad would do. And so I thought, right, enough's enough. We've got to work this out now. Yeah. Um, and eventually got the bipolar diagnosis. So I kept seeing a, a lot of really long mental health-related statuses coming from comedians. And a lot of them started very apologetically. Yeah. I thought we shouldn't have to apologise, should we? And it just then made sense. I started to, I messaged a couple of the people. So when I catch those messages, if it's not like four days ago, I'll try and message that person and I'll go, look, you don't have to speak to me, but here's what I'll do. I'll listen. I'll tell you a similar situation that I have been through. And, well, you're just not alone. Anyway, if you don't message back, we never had this conversation and then yeah. we chat the people would generally message back and we chat about it and i just made the group then i just made the space i was like right i asked a few people to think this would work a couple of people said i'd help you if, if you if you'd want help i'd help you and we set it up and the response just immediately was really positive and again i googled and searched on well i mostly searched on facebook for something similar and, and there nothing. wasn't anything similar and it was so weird because you've got the comedy collective but it's it's gig related it's it's squat related it's promoting yourself related you know yeah. all that sort of stuff uh facebook comedy forum i reckon maybe in some of the female comic groups there might be a lot more support but for the males but, no not even just for males just specifically where comedians could write their long-winded yeah. posts yeah. and at the top say please no one comment on this one yeah or i actually want to have a back and forth on this one so let's get involved in the comments whatever you wanted it to be but also we're not doctors yeah we're all the same here and a major thing for it because i did some peer mental work in the past for drug and alcohol center but i knew it'd be the same for mental health is like there's no Oh, to keep it current like there's no yeah. points based system for anybody's mental health so it's no. not like schizophrenia has 25 points and just a bit of depression has five points it's everyone's here on a level field whether you've got uh, schizophrenia or whether you've got uh, mental health just just general mental health problems that everybody here is on a level pegging so there's no stupid questions there's no stupid answers this is not a place for jokes unless the person is being jokey in their own yeah you know what I mean don't do a comment that's a joke unless the status is relatively jokey I remember you wrote um, I think at the very I think sort of the about the, section no, and the about section don't comment unless you well actually no think about your comment before yeah. you write something yeah. think about what you're going to write think about your, if you're going to reply think about what you're going to say before you do it because you can help yeah it can either help or it can re-damage really just didn't want any like sort of this was something that will 
kind of put in my head was we didn't want any like platitudes no. you know just general and oh, you'll be alright mate you know like if, if you have something like if someone's talking about um, like for example things have come up in the group that I just didn't expect like there yeah. was uh, it, just like negative, a, yeah. A, just a parental estrangement group that got yeah. shared to the group, and I thought, wow, of course, yeah, of course, that makes sense. Thank you for sharing that group. So it's like, it, it, there's no ego to the group either. It's like, yeah, please share other groups that people might yeah. be interested in joining, because if then if a comedian then has like, if they rely on that parental estrangement group more than our group great that's actually a positive step yeah we i don't mind that you know eventually i'd like that group to maybe have zero members or yeah. or if everybody in in the group now has already got to a good place hopefully by then there'll be new people that have come in and they will then support each other but hopefully somehow the ethos will be able to stay the same even if like the original yeah. set of people have moved on to feeling better yeah everything but then they they might still be in a position to stay in the group and give that advice of, yeah from that point and it just made sense that was all it just made sense and it was kind of like i made it for me and then within the first couple of days when we went past 100 people it was like well this is this is people want this people want to yeah. have this place where they and lots of people just read there's lots of people who've never commented yeah, that's there me, yeah. but that but that can help someone um there's lots of people who comment quite regularly. I know I, I comment from time to time, and there's times where I go, oh, actually, I haven't, I haven't even opened the group for a couple of days. I'm gonna have a read for a day, yeah. and read through a lot of stuff, and then I start, I'll comment back to people. Um, some some people get quite dark. I, I feel like I don't even wanna comment. I'm gonna message them yeah. straight away. So there's different ways to, to help people on there, and. You know, we've, we've got one thread where the emergency contact for a crisis situation, yeah, yeah. all those details and the cards and the numbers, they're all there in one thread. And then even sometimes the fun stuff. Guys, what you listen to when you feel depressed? Let's yeah, I'll comment comments. on, I'll comment that, on that. that, that yeah. was great. That was really great. Yeah. I found some great songs to listen to. Yeah. That... times Because there's some moods where just nothing seems right and it has to be something that actually matches your mood. Yeah. Music-wise, I mean, and that's the thing. That's why I think why comedy is different, because it makes uh, it's making a decision to want to go out and cheer yourself up, and sometimes that's a hard decision to make. Or maybe not. Or maybe not cheer yourself up, but or cheer yourself up by cheering other people by cheering other people. Oh, I meant to go out as an audience member. Ah, I thought you meant as a a comedian. No, Uh, I mean like you can sit at home and listen to music. Yeah and you can sit at home and watch but there's something that you're missing so that's the end of part